Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gil, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Engvall with my guys, Robbie and Mike, to talk some kicks. What's going on, fellas? Not much, man. I'm just uh, batting down the at the at the house, man. Just uh, making it happen. <laughs> There's only so much work you can do until you look out the window and see the birds flying. Then you get really introspective. Of how I am not free like a bird. <laughs> uh, I I I just like to point out that Robbie, before we started recording, was talking about well, you know, as long as I get my work done, hang out, smoke, and play video games, it's kind of like normal life anyway. If I had all the free time, <laughs> I'll just trying to think of something goofy to say, but real talk. This is like another. This is like another Saturday afternoon right now. Just day ten of it. <laughs> yeah, right. this is weird. Like we, we typically record nighttime, and I'm looking at the sun right now. So that shows you uh, what we're working with right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, so before we get into the episode, uh, wanted to uh, read a review as we usually do, and uh, this week's review comes from Rematch Vintage. Uh, 10 out of 10 big recommend so much love about so much to love about this podcast whether you're new to the game or veterans at veteran status these guys will lead you through fun thought-provoking and soulful discussions subscribe and tune in y'all and he used soulful s-o-l-e dash f-u-l which Uh, i I appreciate Um, so shout out to rematch vintage for leaving us a review if you have a couple minutes to leave us a review which now we know you have plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, mad. Head, o- <laughs> Head over to iTunes and uh, and uh, leave us a review, please. It, it definitely helps us spread the love and get to uh, grow our community a little bit and get a larger audience listening. And we appreciate everybody for supporting and rocking with us. Um, and also on top of that, if you're, if you're interested in more content, um, we've got some new, we've got extra episodes going up on, our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sneaker history. They usually go up every once every two weeks. Um, but I don't know. We might try to do a little bit more now that we're all uh, spending a little more quality time at home. So shout out. Um, rematch is my coworker, Angela, and her husband, Jeff. So nice. thank you guys. It's really nice. She is very smart nice. like that. And have it be known, she comes in with like the heatest of heat, like any hot shoe you can think of, she has on foot, and I get low key jealous. But and I remember <laughs> Jeff works at Nike, so uh, ooh, he gets all of the love. Like imagine your spouse working at a big brand and be like, "Oh, here you go, babe. Got these for like eighty bucks." And you open it, and it's like the off white Vapor Max. Like, oh, okay, thanks. Like that'd be nice, right? I just I just imagined that, and it was like a tear came out of my just one. <laughs> <laughs> no came in on a tuesday with sean weatherspoons like oh he got these last night they had a random stock of uh like really small feet she was four and a half i am really weird about remembering people's shoe size <laughs> um, i can i can look at your feet and guess what shoe size you are with most people but um yeah man this is like crazy heat so thank you for the review yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you listening and leaving us a review, definitely. Um, so, obviously, coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, uh, is 
top of mind for probably everybody listening, but uh, but for us as well. Um, and I think this episode, you know, we'll probably get into some some stuff around that. So just to give everybody a heads up, if you're looking for uh, some some positivity around this whole debacle that's going on, um, hopefully we can make you laugh a little bit. But <laughs> if you don't want it, then uh, just a heads up. That's what we're probably going to talk about on this episode. So um, I wanted to. Well, let me slow down. What are you guys rocking? What are you guys looking at copping this this week? Uh, I'm rocking my Jordan 1 New York to Paris uh, SB collaboration uh, as I walk around my house. Uh, <laughs> copping, I mean, it's kind of a weird statement because, I mean, I guess I'm still looking at shoes, but I'm not really like, ooh, I want to buy this right now. But I think I'm really – just seeing the new pictures of the Jordan Five, uh, the Fire Red that's coming out, I think I've kind of like fallen that love, fallen in love with that shoe again. Just seeing all like the in hand pictures and like that may have to be added to the collection eventually. For me, um, that Fire Red Five, I think about it when I'm alone at night. I'm just kidding, but um, <laughs> I think about that shoe a lot. I want it really bad. Um, the Hair Jordan Six came out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like in hand photos of them, and they are a million times better than I gave credit uh, a couple weeks ago. So those I won't. I mean, I, I'd buy them on sale, but I'm not really trying to purchase. But I really like them. Um, but outside of that, I'm kind of like Mike. I'm I'm not even looking at shoes though. I just I know the fives are coming out, so those are just in the back of my mind. But uh, Kith is going to be getting more of my money here probably this Friday. So I've been buying more clothes than shoes, but talk to me when the Jordans release and we'll talk. <laughs> all right. All right. So, uh, I'm wearing the Reebok answer seven, uh, the Ooh. white and red version, uh, kind of, kind of dug out some, some older shoes to wear this week. So I've got more of those coming. Um, like Mike, I don't really uh, leave the house other than to take the dog out. So um, that's about the only wear they get, unfortunately. But um, And then as far as uh, what I'm looking at potentially copying, that uh, that like SB Dunk mid uh, that's in- inspired by the Griffey Max 1, like mm. the freshwater black, uh, definitely the, the like – one shoe that I'm most interested in at the Ooh, moment. Clean. Is that a vomit sound or excited sound? I can't tell from Rob. <laughs> I, I, I am dry heaving because I haven't in a while. What, dude? That is a clean shoe. I forgot it came out. That thing is atrocious, man. Uh, Once you go mid, I can't go mid. That's not. That's not real. <laughs> I tried to fit commit in there, but now. I'm like the colorway is cool, but it's it's like seeing a PT Cruiser truck. It, it doesn't make sense. Like that that silhouette just doesn't look good as a mid in my book. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, I I just feel like I'd wear them regardless, low, mid, or high. That colorway is pretty dope. The the little nod to Griffey, um, so. Yeah. Have it be known, I didn't say what shoe I'm wearing right now because I've been rocking these plaid Ross house sandals. House yeah. For like four days straight. I changed my t shirt. This is the second shirt I put on since last Thursday. I've been wearing the same t shirt every day. I changed, I changed my underwear and my socks. That's it. <laughs> Corona got me like, like I don't know how to do laundry. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, <laughs> so speaking of Corona, um, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on, obviously for everybody, but, uh, I thought it was kind of interesting over the last few days, uh, on the resale side, um, goat flight club, stadium goods and StockX all announced that they were closing their, uh, retail spaces or their drop-off locations and um then on the on the 
other side of the business, uh, I saw that Under Armour committed to donating $2 million to coronavirus relief and Nike uh, is donating over 15 million to coronavirus uh, in terms of uh, giving back to their employees, local communities. So some good, some good stuff coming from, from some of these brands, which uh, I don't know. I like to see. I have, um, yeah, no, this, I, I, I got to tap into that. So uh, my friend is a contract worker at Nike. Um, they don't, they're all laid off unless you can do your job from home, which he can't do. Um, so it's great that they're giving away, you know, $15 million to everybody. But it would have been dope if they didn't lay off their contract workers. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are going through that. I don't want to, you know, air grievances too bad. It's like that big shiny headline of $15 million to other people, but contract workers are screwed. Like that asterisk isn't out there. So I want to make that, a little point for my friend. You know who Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm like, you know who you are. <laughs> he listens. So there you go. No, but that's been a big thing. Um, and I got real interested. I can't remember who it was. I was kind of going, I was just replying to you on Twitter. And you know, actually it might've been Jock. I can't, uh, he was just asking about like how, what happens to like the contract workers and, so in my normal nine to five life, I actually work in the, in the HR industry and it's crazy just kind of going through just some of the like regulations and rules and, you know, contract workers, yeah, they're, they're signing contract for X amount of time, but it's really sad that they give you their work, they give you their, everything that a normal W2 worker would give you, like they, they work their butts off. It's not harder because they want another contract, but the companies aren't obligated to to pay them uh, if these kinds of things happen, which to take a turn to like things like the NBA, that's why a lot of those people like what's going to happen to them because they don't work 40 hour weeks. They work, they're contracted out a lot of times. Uh, part-time workers don't have the same benefits as well. And it's just really, really tough. And that's why it's such a big deal. People don't understand why it's a big deal that these people are getting, you know, getting help from, you know, these athletes, these owners, well, a couple of owners, and, you know, these companies is because under this obligation um, of just like work laws, they don't have to pay them and they, they won't just do them a normal, give them a normal salary. So it's just very it's tough because a lot of people do have those particular types of jobs. And just like Robbie's buddy, you know, you can't really do hand, hand or tie that you sign a contract knowing that, hey, if anything happens, I won't get paid. And you're just hoping for someone to have some you know, some kindness to be able to, to help you out knowing that this was something out of their control. They didn't go out and spread the virus themselves. They didn't, it wasn't their fault. So it's nice to see that some of these big companies are assisting with the employees or, but like, just like Robbie said, if you're going to give to relief, just make sure you target the people who did something for you before this happened. Yeah, I think you make a great point with you know nike and and the big headline right like nike's really good at that and it's no it's no disrespect to them you know it's it's a part of it's a part of business it's a part of you know being a successful business is being able to give back and i think for the people that are you know the contractors that get let go in these times you know it's it's super unfortunate and you know a lot of companies a lot of companies work like Nike, you know, like, um, uh, we have plenty of friends that are at Nike that started as contract employees or, you know, contracted workers. And, you know, it's a, it's a stressful like year or two of working your way into that business for a lot of people. So, uh, you know, I feel for them and, you know, me personally, like I'm running into the same problem where like one of the companies that I was working for, you know, as a contractor, just basically let me know that they're cutting back, um, all, you know, a lot of their production and a lot of their kind of like any of the, any employees that, you know, are contractors are easier to cut ties with because there's no residual, right? Where if you let go of an actual employee, you might have, you know, 
unemployment or health insurance or any of those benefits that carry over for any amount of time afterwards, or, you know, in some cases, severance pay and all those kind of things. So um, it's definitely trying times. And, you know, I, I think like as much as I, I, you know, have personal, you know, understanding and relate to the people that um, that are contractors that are going through similar stuff that I'm going through, you know, I, I at least want to acknowledge that it's cool to see these brands, you know, committing money when you never know if the money is going to keep flowing in the way it has been for them. So um, to to jump jump into the donation kind of game this early um, speaks volumes, regardless of how much or, or who it is, because, you know, a lot of these companies have made a lot of money for the past 10, 20 years. And you know, it's good to see some of those profits at least going back into something that's going to hopefully help everyone, you know, across the board. Yeah, it's hopefully it all works out and gets to the right places. That's all you can ever hope for when these donations are made. Speaking of donations, you should probably join our Patreon. <laughs> but on a happier note, I guess it's a, it's a lopsided happy note, right? We're supposed to be getting some kind of, you know, um, assistance or this a thousand bucks. Let's call it what it is. It's supposed to be getting a thousand bucks, something like that. And that's great if we can all get that efficiently. Um, but knowing the way things are ran in Washington, it's probably going to be having like jumping through a ring of fire swimming five miles and all this extra stuff. So um, with that said, every website that we all have subscriptions to are getting like emails flooded out to all their customers. Mike, you said you've been getting a lot of sales emails. Um, What would people be doing with that money? Are are you going to try to start going for sales or are you going to try to like pay your rent? (laughs) Man, that's a that's a heck of a question because, you know, I really hope that if you know people, if it is relatively you know quote unquote easy to get, I hope people can use this to you know better the situation if they need it to be bettered. I mean, I hope those people get it first. Um, but it, I mean, it's tough because this is kind of like the same thing as like getting like a tax return. People have good intentions to begin with, but then you have a stack of money in their hand. They're like. Ooh, things. And I mean, I know that this is meant to boost the economy back up for people to go in and spend money in the businesses in their city to get a flow of, you know, cash back into the system. But me personally, I don't really see myself spending it on anything at this point in time. Like, will I want to? A hundred percent. But I, I got to try to be a grown up and <laughs> spend it. But I don't know. I feel like you're going to see a, there's going to be an influx. First, it's going to go down. While, while people waiting for this money, like, and for all intent and purposes, sneakers, since that's what we're talking about, I feel like the, the resale market is going to drop off because a lot of things have been postponed and pushed back till late April, looks like. And then people don't have the uh, disposable income right now, most likely, at least in most cases, to buy anything. So I feel like the market is going to drop, then a thousand dollars going to come in, and there's going to be another a small peak because there's going to be that couple of weeks where people have a couple of dollars that they're going to use to spend. So I don't know. It could be a good and bad thing. just depending on how you look at it. I don't think, uh, you know, any of us are just, you know, jumping out there and spending a thousand dollars on sneakers. If, if this money does get sent around to everybody. Right. I think we're all kind of in that same boat of like, you know, being much more thoughtful about the way we approach this kind of stuff because you know we're we're kind of at the beginning of something that we don't know where the end is and we don't know what that looks like and there's a lot of there's a lot of just things that are up in the air for the foreseeable future and i think that um you know hopefully this you know you know money gets sent out to people that um that really need it and people are able to you know survive and get by and, um, keep their lives moving forward. Uh, but also that said, I think, uh, 
it'd be interesting to talk about because that thousand dollar, you know, mark has been tossed around a lot between, you know, Andrew Yang's whole presidential campaign and now this coronavirus stuff from the current administration. What would you guys like either specifics or generally, what would you spend a thousand dollars on sneakers or sneaker related things if you were just handed a thousand dollars and you had to spend it on something connected to sneakers? Let me see. So, you know, Robbie always tells me to, you know, just make it one big, big, big purchase, make it happen. And I'm just really bad at that. I always want to see if I can spread it out among many things. So I think it would have to be a couple of purchases. Uh, one finally buying those plum dunks that everyone probably sick of hearing me talk about. Um, finally buy a pair of shadow Jordan ones. Um, and see, then I start getting fuzzy right there because there's not a ton of other things I want. I mean, probably a pair of a uh, Galaxy LeBron nines, and then um, if I had to spend on something sneaker related, I just buy some gift cards and wait till something else comes out later. That's like the most cop out answer ever. Come on, Mike. Look here, gift man. Cards. <laughs> gift cards. You said I just look. I can I can <laughs> buy like like a Nike gift card or something and buy something later for retail. Look, I don't know. I'm just there's not many things that are like. There's a lot of sneakers I want, but when you put the money in my hand, I'm like, mm, I always second guess myself. It's terrible. All right, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a pause on that. I'm gonna let you think about it for a little <laughs> bit, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask Robbie what he thinks. I already have like 16 things picked out, probably. I'm gonna redeem Mike's answer. <laughs> a lot of shoes came to mind. Like four of them shot to mind right away. And the one that came to mind first, because Mike, you got to learn this. You think long, you think wrong. <laughs> Within reason. Within reason, if you think long, you think wrong. So once that happens, quick decision. Air Max 1 Atmos from 2017, they're like 975 bucks in my size right now. That. The, the, the thousand cover shipping, let's put it that way. I'm going to spend a thousand bucks flat. That jade elephant print looks so fucking good. I've always wanted a pair. Like, I get wet in my britches when I see a pair of them in the street. Like, <laughs> that's, a, that's like one shoe where like if I, someone has gave me money. It's like, go get something you want. I'm like, that's the shoe I'm getting. Like, hands down. <laughs> Just the fact you said wet in your britches, I don't think I can ever follow up a little statement from that. Yeah, I've watched a lot of, I've been at home a lot, man. Watching some like British TV stuff, like, I don't know. <laughs> so for me, I have, so if I had to spend a thousand dollars on sneakers right now, um, the one shoe I've been thinking about the most that I did not purchase that I should have purchased, uh, what was it, 2018? was the Beams, a few Asics Gel Light 3, the Orange Koi. Um, that shoe is probably like 500 bucks right now. Uh, I just, I love the shoe. I love, I love the originals too, but orange being my color, like that shoe is just super fire to me. And I actually got some of the accessories that they sold, some t-shirts and backpacks and things like that when it came out i just didn't get the shoes so that would be first on my list uh i think next would probably be a pair of the volt air max 90s that are kind of kind of available for right around retail i didn't buy them and i just i feel i don't know i feel almost obligated to buy a pair of air max 90s right now because they're back for the anniversary there's a lot of good there's a lot of good id versions or nike by you versions available um and then i paid retail for that shoe i feel so dumb but i wear <laughs> i wear it all the time and it's super clean they look so damn good so it's like ah, whatever 120 whatever but yeah go buy those <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, 
I think it's, I think it's, uh, there's been a lot of, I like the pink Air Max 90 that's out now too. Like I like the, the, uh, Royal or purplish version, you know, that like classic color blocking on the Air Max 90. I just feel like I want to get one. I've never had any of the Volt like versions of the Air Max 90. So that one's kind of, uh, like top of the list when it comes to Air Max 90s. And then I would probably say that I'm going to go further back and find some more obscure things. So I have, um, let's see, like Stussy court uh, mids, like with a like snakeskin swoosh. So I have the black pair and I always wanted the white pair. You can usually find them for like two or 300 bucks. That would be an easy one for me. Um, I'm also, I'm also kind of wishing that i would have picked up true blues um a few years back so that might be the last one on my list or black cat fours since they seem to be around retailer below but i think i would also spend a little bit of that thousand dollars on like organization things because right now i'm so disorganized and stuff is so everywhere between like storage and my apartment, it's just like, um, I'm, I'm in struggle mode right now. So part of my, part of my spending would be on some form of get my shit together. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you've got thoroughly made me feel awful for my answer. So I put a little bit more thought into it. That's making me spend a thousand dollars. Look, I'm trying to pocket half of it. All right. <laughs> this is hypo- it's hypothetical, man. It's hypothetical. I know you're not hypothetical and terrible. It's like, hmm, can I put these imaginary dollars in my pocket? Perfect. Hey, I, hey, uh, I got an idea for you. If you, if you didn't want to spend it, you want to pocket part of it. You could invest in either camera equipment or whatever for that YouTube channel oh, that you got popping, right? See? Okay, well, there we go. See, now, okay, now we can bring this full circle. See, I went and looked up more sneakers. I'm like, ooh, I actually do want these. But yes, so I will stick with the shoes I said, but I would definitely invest in some more lighting equipment, uh, a couple microphones, and probably um, a backdrop and a new lens, and boom, $1,000 spent, and it makes the world happy because the channel looks a little brighter. So, Robbie, if if you weren't going to do the Air Max One, the Atmos Air Max One, what would what would be your next next choice? I already have it. See, the tears. My brain's like that um, that that Zach Gaffinakis meme where it's like all the numbers going in front of. Me. <laughs> like you, you give me a price point or like a stipulation. It's like okay, I, I already know. Um, gold toe. Air, um, Air Jordan ones, like the top three, where they're you know they're different. It's like the top three gold toes. Yeah, and then um, the Desert or Off White Air Max ninety. I'd have to spend a little bit. I'd have to probably put two hundred bucks in. So I, I would I would put two hundred bucks my own money to get two pairs. <laughs> Polar opposites. Robbie's spending some of his own money. I'm trying to keep the money they're giving me. <laughs> Yeah, so my brain always goes that way. I'm like, even growing up, I'm like, okay, I'm getting a hundred bucks for for birthday, and I'm like, um, I'm 14 years old, whatever. I'm like, okay, I could put 150 of my own and get an Xbox. So it's like, always thinking like, what can I add to it to get something I wouldn't normally get on my own? That's a fair thought. See, for me, I'm 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 generally programmed to do like almost exactly the opposite. I'm like my first thought when I'm like a thousand dollars on sneakers, it's like, okay, well, if I hit Nordstrom Rack, Ross, Marshalls, uh, I could probably pick up three or four pair there for around a hundred bucks. Then I got you know plenty more stops to go, and uh, by the like realistically, if somebody just said here's a thousand dollars and buy sneakers. My like gut is to just be like, let me stretch this into as many pairs as I possibly can. And I'd probably somehow end up with like 30 or 40 pairs of shoes that I like, but probably a lot of shoes that most people don't care about at all. 
And that's something you. <laughs> I amend my second answer. I'm going to get the spot. I was just thinking, Nick and I <laughs> about the, the Spider-Man um, origin stories um, two episodes ago. So I was like, oh, I've been thinking about those ever since. So I'm going to get those instead of the gold toe top threes. So I'll still go those I need those Spider-Mans. I might just go buy those right now. I'm kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Inject the economy. Go ahead, Robin. <laughs> Robbie's Robbie's like full on, like you know, getting flex picks off, you know, from home. <laughs> rest rest of us are like waiting it out. Like, are we going to survive this? Robbie's like, yo, I just I just ordered a, sh- a new shoe for every day this next week with my thousand dollars. Unboxings during coronavirus. I do stuff like that, and I just hate posting this. Like, I don't like the fanfare or like the events. Of like, hey, look at my shoes. I want you to look at them organically. Like, damn, look at those shoes. So I, I don't get the same fix that I'm looking for. That's why I don't. I post shoes on Instagram all the time, but it's not like flex because I'd rather just do it in person. I don't want to put effort in to like. <laughs> you mean I have to get out, go in the closet, find the shoes, find socks, find the like? No, no. I'll, I'll let it happen organically when I wear the outfit two months down the road. Now there you go. So that's an interesting conversation in itself. I so originally like with Instagram when it when it started a lot of people would see the posts that I would make and you know like there's some sort of like joy that comes from that, right? I don't know if it's authentic or not, but like you're like hey, I posted this and you know out of 100 people that follow me, 50 people liked it or whatever that is. And over time you know, my followers have grown, like I'm somewhere around 16,000 followers on Instagram, but flex, (laughs) but it's, it's very minimal. The number of people that actually see or like, or comment on my posts a a lot of the time. So that's part of why I, instead of doing like, you know, the, the daily sneakers, which I actually realized that I forgot to post, but I'll post on Twitter when we get off here. But I decided to post it on Twitter because at least like you could go through and see them all. And like, it'd be a cool spot. There's at least like more people see my posts on Twitter than they do on my Instagram page, even though I have way less followers. So I don't know how that works, but it's interesting. It's also really interesting to think about like, like what Robbie was saying, where you want people to see it organically, which is exactly how I shop for sneakers, right? Like I'll buy a shoe that or wear not not even buy like i wear shoes that are slightly off of the norm of what's cool right like even if i even if i had a bunch of travis scott's or a bunch of off-whites or a bunch of yeezys i probably wouldn't be wearing them right now because i like to sit on things for a while and let people forget about them a little bit and then wear them and that to me is like the, the the real joy of sneakers because it starts a conversation of like, oh damn, I forgot about those, or man, you you made me realize that I need to wear mine too, blah blah blah. But what's really weird about that whole conversation is social media is the exact opposite of that, right? Like it's it's like not it's not designed for the casual like you know come across something that you're interested in and like you know connect with somebody over it not saying that you can't right like you can find people that are interested in the things you're interested in but there are so many people that also don't post to social media at all and you know like those people doesn't mean they're any less into sneakers or into you know whatever those things are it's just that they don't post to social media about it so it's kind of interesting it's it's like it has the opposite effect of of what you really would have in real life and um it's just something interesting to think about. But the reason why I say all that is because I'm curious what you guys think all of this like coronavirus stuff will do to social media and in terms of like sneakers. And if people will just keep keep going and it'll just be like nothing ever happened and we'll continue to see all this stuff. Or is it is this going to like change the direction of things in your guys' opinion? It's Man. Oh, go ahead, Robbie. You got it. No, this is just before we completely segue off of that. I was at the coffee shop before all this happened, and my friend Bennett and I. I walked in there. I'm like, "Oh, dude, you got a fit off." 
And he's like, you did too. And we're just talking. But then this guy visiting from New York walks in and he's kind of like looking and he comes up and says, and all my time in Portland, it was raining. Like it's been there one day. You were the first two people to get fits off I've seen. And we started talking about shoes. And that was like a thousand times more gratifying than 2,000 likes on the internet. Because someone, like, we started, started talking and then he does music. We started, like, I got to know this guy. And it was really cool. So in terms of, like, social media and how that's kind of be affected, my timeline looks exactly the same. I don't know about you guys, but it's still, like, you know, business as usual in the shoe department from what I can see. Yeah, I mean, I'm like that, too. I mean, I haven't really changed anything. I mean, I don't t- typically take whole fit pictures because, I mean, I don't dress up just for a picture. So literally what I'm wearing in these pictures I put up there is what I'm wearing for today. That's just either it's going to be something that, ooh, it's really popular or really obscure. Like I yesterday I posted Stealth 3 from 2011. That shoe got crapped on so hard when I worked at Champs when we put those out. And it's hilarious to see how many people are like, oh, I don't remember those. Oh, it's just, it just kind of goes back to Nick's point of sitting on something for a while and bringing it back out years later when people forget about it to see the reaction. But I just think we're going to see more pictures and hopefully it's going to be a different stuff. Not just, you know, oh, this one came out this week. I got nothing but Travis Scott to my feed or nothing but Off-White that came out. So hopefully people start digging into collection and kind of start, oh, I forgot I had these. I like these and have a little bit of a different appreciation for them. And that way we start to see more diversity in what people actually have in your collection as opposed to, oh, I know this one just came out, so let me get you know 10,000 likes. Let me go ahead and put that one on there. So I, this will hopefully spark more of a conversation like Robbie had at the coffee shop. So I don't know, fingers crossed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I hope so. And I think like, you know, that conversation you referenced, Robbie, like that's exactly what it's all about to me. And I think that um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how, uh, you know, I guess like some of the like the the YouTube creators and like the influencers that are getting sent product and stuff, how that all plays out, because um, I just feel like it's almost inevitable that brands are going to cut back on some of that stuff during this time because you just don't really know what that's all going to look like. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I hope that it continues to, to be, you know, something that people share and, you know, maybe even create some new relationships and new, you know, kind of opportunities to create content and blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I would love to know what everybody listening thinks. Um, I think we're, we're going to be going through some interesting times for sure. And, um, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody will be, you know, I, I like, I don't see anybody just like getting rid of all their stuff, like, you know, panicking or anything, but at the same time, I think that people will be a little more selective about their purchases, which, you know, the down, the downward flow of, of how that changes things um, will be interesting because, you know, when everybody's buying a lot of sneakers that creates money for, you know, shoes to be sent to YouTubers or celebrities or, you know, all those things. And, you know, like right now we don't even have, you know, we don't even have the tunnel picks from the NBA guys to show off their sneakers. Like, how are we going to survive? <laughs> well, so that's really that's really great you brought that up because what a lot of people don't understand about the art of buying shoes from the seller aspect. Let's say you own sneaker blog A and you have links and you have like affiliate links with Nike, Adidas, um, JD Sports, uh, Shoe Palace, whoever it is. And when somebody goes and buys a pair of shoes on their website off of your link, you make a little bit of dough off that. So when people aren't hyped to go buy, um, you know, the next beautiful Air Max 90 colorway with traditional construction and traditional color blocking and a new um, pine green, when people don't want to fork over 120 bucks on a, you know, on the fly or on an impulse buy, 
when they're scrolling through sneaker blog A, you know, that cuts into sneaker blog A's money and their revenue. Am I wrong? I don't think I don't think I'm that wrong. No, sound. I mean, the, I, I, that sounds about right. I mean, as much as I know about it, uh, it sounds like that'd be kind of the perfect like things to to come. So, oh, I'm still just kind of just shrugging my shoulders at the whole thing. Like I don't know what's going on. I'm just gonna stay over here in my little corner. I'm also kind of thinking, am I the biggest little bitch in the world? That, Sean Weatherspoon's cost a thousand dollars, and I I don't like him. But if I had a thousand dollars, I'm still on that. I'm just like, man, if I had a one thousand dollars shot, would I actually go buy the Sean Weatherspoons? Uh, not worth a grand to me to burn them. Okay, don't don't be that guy out there breaking Xboxes <laughs> the day of release in front of people. Yeah, I mean, I like those shoes. I just uh, there's very few shoes that I would spend anywhere close to a thousand dollars on. Like unless it's like an old Soul Collector collab or something really, really special to me, I just would not spend a thousand bucks on a pair of shoes. So as much as I like that shoe, I just I just couldn't see spending the money on it. I mean, especially with like the Asics coming out, that's basically like a similar color palette and materials and it's all vegan. Like I, I'm I'm just as interested in that Asics as I was the Air Max. So are you ready for a follow-up plot twist? I brought that up because you know you're scrolling. You know, you're at your you're at your job, which you still had before the coronavirus, and like you're scrolling through your Instagram feed and you see Stadium Goods, and you know how they have those really good Instagram posts where you can click on it and you see how much it costs and you can go right buy it right there. So it's like you know, as people hopefully it doesn't get more desperate, but as people start to tighten up the wallet and think about uh, want versus need, um, those stadium good links are going to get clicked link, um, clicked less often. And those thousand dollar Sean Weatherspoons are going to look less attractive at that price point. No matter how much you like it, if, if you have rent to pay, one would think you would pay the rent. You would hope so. But Robbie, you said something I had to interject because this is I just read this as we we're talking, and it's hilarious. So you said buying something that's basically not essential, like buying Sean Witherspoons are not essential to your day-to-day living. And as I was scrolling through Twitter a second ago, completely off topic of sneakers, but GameStop has decided to uh, stay open because they decided they're essential retail for this time. So if you need your video games... Just know GameStop's going to be open and you can just go call from everybody in that store. Wow. You know how many little kids run through that place just wiping their nose and just touching everything? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, that's a terrible idea. There's no way that that will not backfire on them. I sure hope so because they can just shut that down. Just, there's no need. I can, you, you can order video games online now. You don't have to go into a physical store. 100% you're right. I'm going to play devil's advocate here for just a minute because I think that things like this are, don't get me wrong, like I don't think you have to do it through the store, but I think there's a lot of people that uh, would would use that as like, how am I going to trade in games, right? Like, and let's say this, this whole coronavirus thing lasts, you know, months the op- option to go in and, and you know sell your stuff and trade stuff in is a very important piece of that industry that I think um, you know I, I, I'm not saying that it's like essential like a like a doctor or you know a grocery store or you know anything like that but for a lot of people that might be something that is is much more important you know in terms of like potentially making money back from the games. And then also like distracting themselves by having new games to play. Um, and I say that because the thing that I saw most recently was that uh, in, I want to say in Oregon, Colorado and California, they recently in the last day or two announced that all the marijuana shops could stay open because that was an essential, uh, you know, like business to, to, for the, for consumers, which <laughs> I mean, I think like, you know, if if there is a time for those things to be important for people to just 
you know, take the chill pill and be like, yo, I'm going to, I'm going to just sit on the couch for a few hours and relax. Like there's an argument there for that to be, you know, to, for that conversation at least, because I, what I am most concerned for in this whole big scenario is not like people not being able to pay rent and getting evicted, because I think a lot of cities and and states are already showing that, Hey, Hey, shit has hit the fan and we're going to stop people from making it worse for other people. And I think that the one thing that I'm concerned with is that people don't know how to deal with themselves in these situations. So anything that like, to me, that gives people a little bit of a break without putting other people in harm's way is like, no big deal. Let's not worry about those little things. You know, we saw a lot of, uh, a lot of announcements recently about like, um, you know, petty crimes, misdemeanors, like, uh, prisoners that were, that were close, that were within 30 days of their, you know, release date being let out early. Like there's just a lot of things that I think prove that our system has a lot of flaws and this is all showing like, hey, we've prioritized wrong things. And now that now that everybody has this virus to, to be concerned with, the things are like showing like, hey, you know, the, here's all the things that we made a big deal about that we shouldn't have or that we chose that are obviously not essential or not the right way to treat human beings and all of that stuff. But um, I, I'll get off the soapbox there but that that's kind of what i was thinking about it and yeah, just don't go trick games though they're gonna give you 10 cents so yeah don't do that <laughs> that's from gamestop but hypothetically in the state of oregon if you spend like 300 dollars on weed hypothetically it's 50 dollars in tax that the state gets if you've seen a receipt, you hypothetically might know what that looks like. But I'm <laughs> can use the word hypothetically. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean that is an essential because, like, think about how many people are stressed out and just need weed, but how much money the state keeps making off of that to fund, you know, emergency room and fund essential stuff for the virus combat. Yeah. Mortal Kombat virus combat. <laughs> but it's true. It, it, it keeps the it keeps the, the 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 nurses and doctors paid, while the other people sit on the couch stoned, not getting sick. So well, there you go. All right. So before we wrap, last question: coronavirus related? Not really. But if you're if you're uh, if you're quarantined and you have to choose three pair to take with, to like have to wear right now for however long, we don't know how long it's going to be. What are the three pairs you pick out of, out of, out of your right. collection? I'll have to rapid fire. Uh, I take my LeBron sevens, my black cement threes, and then my, Ooh, have to be my Jordan ones. Um, my metallic uh, white and white metallic blues, or yeah, whatever those are. Man, I'm going for the off white ones, the Chicago ones, and um, one of the the first pair of Flyknit racers I see. There's like five pairs in there. It's the first one I see because I need something real comfortable, and when I have to run from people. Oh, you got run from the zombies. Yeah, I got my cat in one hand and two pairs of shoes in the other. <laughs> All right, so I'm taking the uh, Kith United Arrows New Balance 997, the Shattered Backboard Ones, and All Black Chuck Taylors. What? Right. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> To be fair, you can just break into a store at that point, Nick, and just grab a pair. Like, just go break in a DSW when, you know, the apocalypse happens. Just go take a pair. I mean, I just, I figure, like, I could, I can wear those, get around on a skateboard. You know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not going to be worried about beating them up. The Jordan 1's a little bit of a flex. I get, I get like, <laughs> apocalypse gives flex. me the Giants colors. The New Balance, comfortable, gives me some purple. 
for the Kings. I mean, I, you know, I'm thinking logically here, but. <laughs> all right well uh we appreciate everybody listening let us know what you would take what you would do with that thousand dollars if you're buying sneakers what sneakers would you buy and um as always uh you can follow us at sneaker history on all platforms make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast if you haven't already and if you got a chance leave us a review on itunes also make sure that you follow my guys mike and robbie guys how can they find him yeah, uh, you guys can find me on Sneaker History as well. And, of course, at Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789. Then on YouTube at Mike Guillory. And, you know, just don't call for nobody. Robbie, where can they find you? You can find me mewling over what shoes I'm buying for a 1000 bucks at R. Still looking. Dude, I'm still, like, the entire time. Um, R-A-H-B-E-E-702. The Kith Pippin ones with that animal print. Ooh, Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, are they furry? oh they're furry as hell <laughs> i mean yeah. so so we'll have an updated uh an updated answer from robbie in the next episode i'm sure but uh, <laughs> we appreciate everybody listening and we'll catch you next time peace see you bye Hey everyone, this is Nick again. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a couple favors of you. If you're interested in more content from the Sneaker History crew, become a member of our Patreon page where we post daily content, drop exclusive episodes, and host monthly giveaways. We'll even help you hunt for your grails. Check us out at patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Also, make sure you sign up for our email newsletter at sneakerhistory.com slash email. We send out weekly updates on the footwear business and what we're working on here at Sneaker History. Last but not least, take a second to tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how much it means to someone, and it might even plant the seeds for something even bigger. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question, and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.